The thing about revenge for me, which I've always found really interesting, is like it's this thing where it's just got purely negative connotations, or it has up until so recently. And um, especially when it comes down to women, I just love this idea of like exploring the idea of women and revenge because I love the idea of expressing this base instinct we have in all of us through clothes like that to me was just so fascinating and it is something that we'll do and I just don't think it's been explored that much. Welcome to Raw and Real. I'm Megan Casey Loftus and I'm Samantha Jenkins. Working in the fashion industry can often seem materialistic and shallow. On Raw and Real, we shut down those stereotypes and dive into the discussion surrounding job opportunities, both creative and business within the fashion world. There are so many unknown aspects to the fashion industry and the entrepreneurial world that we will uncover through interviewing fashion industry leaders, serial entrepreneurs, and girls just like us. On today's episode, we are so excited to talk with Eloise Moran, who created the Lady Die Revenge Looks account on Instagram. She also is the copy and content strategy lead at Parade and is soon to be an author of her very first book. We discuss a wide range of topics from how she found herself after years of being unhappy in a corporate work environment to the negative connotation that the word revenge has and how we can view it differently. Megan and I left this conversation feeling very inspired and we are sure that you guys will as well. Enjoy. Ready? Let's just jump right in. Yeah, Get yeah. the conversation going. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. We are so excited that you came on today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. So, to get started, can you give our listeners a little bit of background on who you are and what your current um, day job looks like at the moment? Yeah, so I am originally from London. Um, I moved to the States when I was 21 and I've been here ever since. Um, my regular day job, I work for Parade and um, I'm lead of content and copy strategy there. So that is what my day to day is doing all kinds of different things for Parade. Awesome. Can you explain what Parade is to our listeners? Yeah, Parade is an underwear brand. It's a sustainable underwear brand. They make really amazing, colorful, creative basics and it's inclusive and um, it's growing really, really quickly. Maybe TMI, but I have Parade underwear on right now. Hey, me too. (laughs) Oh my God, I feel out of the loop. I do not, but I love I love them. Can you touch on copy and content strategy at Parade and like what you do for that? It's actually a role that's kind of super, super cross-functional. So you actually end up working on a lot of different things. I don't have a traditional role in the sense that it's just content strategy or just copy, like a copywriter. It's actually both. I think because we're a startup and it's small. And to be honest, that's how I've always worked. I've kind of done like a variety of different things within jobs. Content strategy on that side that's planning and that overall storytelling so taking the conceptual stuff from the designers taking the product and then turning it into that overall editorial story but that is kind of like it's something you don't do on your own you do with like a million different people so you do it with producer who shoots all the amazing campaigns we do I do it with the head of marketing or our head of brand I do it with and it's kind of like this overall thing where you're 
just essentially managing a shit ton of copy and a shit ton of visuals and creating the overall plan, like moving forward. But it's super creative. It involves a lot of things. I also do all the writing for Parade. It's really fun. It's really creative and and it's busy. (laughs) Can you think of a campaign that we've already seen with Parade? Like how did that start? Was there a brainstorming session? Was it from inspiration from the street, something like that, a short story. Yeah, well, um, um, one of our most recent ones is a collection called Super Bloom, and it starts with the designers and actually Cami, our CEO, and they work super closely with the concepts and they build these amazing storyboards and then it kind of goes to building out the product and designing the product, and then it comes to us. So we, I work on brand, and brand is ultimately kind of like the creative editorial team, I'd say, and they also like manage things like community because obviously we have a huge community we're kind of like a traditional creative team and um we take what we get given essentially we get brief and then from there that's when everybody kind of does their part to like bring this overall story together so it's i mean we as you know already we have like a million different launches all the time and (laughs) and we move really quickly so it's kind of incredible how everyone just we just work and every the team's just amazing and um, it comes together to be like these amazing campaigns and I live for the content on Parade Instagram. It's just so good. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. And so I feel like, like what you were saying, there's just always something new. And it's probably, I'm assuming, very fast paced since you guys are growing so fast. Yeah, no, it is super fast paced. Can you walk us through how you got into content strategy to begin with? Because I think that probably plays a role in the Instagram a little bit, in the Lady Diana Instagram. Oh, in the Diana Instagram, for sure. Yeah, probably. Um, It's it's funny because I actually, before, hmm, this is going to sound kind of bad, but before this job, I really wanted to get out of content strategy. But it wasn't necessarily because of what that meant and like the role it was the companies I was working at and um I feel like ever since I moved to New York I moved to New York when I was 21 and I was pretty broke all the time and I was like you know you do what you can to like you take the jobs you can to make money and live on your own and you don't want to ask your parents for any money and I mean that wasn't an option for me my parents were like you move to America you're on your own you know so I guess that I just kind of ended up in it and originally I started I worked for opening ceremony for quite a few years and I started working their shop that was I was one of their shop girls in London and then I start they had a pretty successful blog back in the day it was the OC blog and pretty great actually they interviewed major designers they artists everything it was just really great and I started doing all the content for the UK so I was the only person over there doing it so that meant doing a million different things and I guess that's how I started in this these kind of roles where I knew I remember when I was younger I always wanted to be like a fashion editor I was like this is exactly what I want to do and although it didn't end up being that and I wouldn't that's not really my thing now is I'm really happy that I started working at opening ceremony because it was truly how I learned to be cross-functional and work with in all these different mediums and write and they had really amazing editors actually the OC blog who now are all super successful and kind of editors of these crazy like newspapers and magazines 
So we had really good teachers in that sense. And then I interned in the US and then started coming back and forth. And then I moved here and continued to write for OC. And then my first real job was for Victor Victoria's Secret, mm-hmm. which is really funny because... Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure too, working at opening ceremony it was teaching you that fast-paced environment because they were growing super quickly. Yeah. Such the brand that everyone wanted to know. So that definitely got you ready for Victoria's Secret, but then furthermore, parade. Yeah. It's really the environment you work in and the company you work for. Like, it is so true. It's like you could not feel inspired at one company and but do the same exact job at another company and it's really like who you are with yeah um, that can make you feel re-inspired 100 percent. it's who you're with it's the type of management you have i think it's even kind of like the trust that's placed on you too because i didn't really realize it at the time but i mean victoria's secret i had an amazing manager she was the best and she's kind of i was there probably just over a year and um hated it It was too corporate was for me but I was also young it was my first proper marketing job I made a lot more money than I made at opening ceremony and um it was great experience and it kind of taught me certain things from working in a corporate world that I could apply to like jobs where it was a little scrappier later which I think is really valuable then I went to the fader and I worked for their agency and I just hated it and it wasn't for me it was in music and just being in music it just didn't hook me in the same way so I quit finally after two years and what I realized afterwards is that I was actually very depressed in both of those jobs but didn't realize it affected my self-esteem so much and where I felt like maybe it wasn't connecting and I kept thinking well I need this job I need this job and I've got to pay my rent and I've got to do this I just felt so even the idea of interviewing for another job felt really stressful to me and it felt really like I had no energy to do it and I didn't want to do it and I was like you know what I'm gonna be unemployed for a bit and I saved up some money and then I just spent the summer having a great time I started working in restaurants and this is like not even that long ago how was that yeah i was gonna say what age are you at this point? i was this is 2018 so three years ago so i was okay. now i'm 28 about to be 29 so i was 25 or 26 the statement you made earlier too is very powerful that it's not only who you work with but how much trust the people you work with Yes, in you. And I could see how your confidence would be low if you felt like your coworkers didn't trust you to get stuff done or whatever it may be and why that would just lead you to being like, I need to completely. And I think it's about being a good mentor as well. Like I am a really creative person and I've realized this about myself and even which I I'm older now and I'm also like writing a book and I've realized about myself I do need positive reinforcement maybe I'll grow out of that one day but I also don't know if I ever will because there's something about being creative like you need someone else to say yes you're doing a good job or this is amazing or this wasn't so good but here's how it could be better you know like my agent right now she's honestly incredible and just gets me so much she did this from the get-go and I just that's when I realized like she's the perfect partner for me is that I don't need my ass to be kissed every five minutes I need someone to be honest with me and I also need someone to tell me if what I'm doing is good or okay so I took this big break and I started working in restaurants and then overdoing it overworking got even more depressed and that wasn't good either and then I just started freelancing and trying to kind of like just understand certain areas that I was good at 
at and the things I actually like doing. And to be honest, it was hard. It was like a few years of not making so much money. Working for yourself is really tough, especially when you don't have a portfolio of clients. Can you walk us through some freelancing that you did? Did you find that it was easier, like you had a more flexible schedule with being able to freelance or how was your experience with um, that? So I worked for a variety of different people, mostly kind of in the fashion space. And for me, it was like getting more kind of into back into the fashion space. I also found that when you're inexperienced with freelancing, people can tend to take advantage, especially with kind of like pay and how much time they expect of you. And I think it was a really good learning curve for me in setting boundaries with people. I mean, it was the ultimate test in entrusting myself and being like, I know I'm worth this. I know this is kind of like the market rate and this is what I expect from it. And it's hard hard like it is hard to tell people what you need and what you want and I was just so happy to break free from like the confining nature of a nine-to-five job so at this time you're freelancing writing you're working in restaurants are you seeking another creative outlet and that's when you come and start ADD revenge looks or well it's funny because I realized like I actually did start Lady Di Revenge looks at the fader. So um, I was there, sat at my desk. I had like a really good office group and we were all quite friendly. And I remember there was just one day I was like, I've got nothing to do. At that point, I was like checked out completely. I started the account only because this is like a real pivot. Um, But I was going through like a huge, huge personal crisis, essentially. And um, I got married when I was 21. And then I got divorced. No, I didn't get divorced. I'm still not divorced. I need to do that. But um, I broke up with my husband or we broke up um, when I was 25. So this is like the year I was still at Fader. Everything was just the worst. I was at rock bottom. That was really hard because for, I mean, for a million different reasons, and you can imagine why it's hard kind of breaking up with someone you've been with since you were 21, generally, and being married to them. He was American, so I obviously moved here kind of for him. I watched the Diana documentary, and I was like, I felt really connected to her, which is weird because, like, prior to that, I'm obviously British. Like, I like the royal family to an extent, but I had no kind of, like, major interest. I remember her funeral on TV when I was like five. Besides that, I'd never really like thought too much about her. And then I started just like doing, I feel like I've just got a researchy kind of mind. And I just started like doing a little more research and looking on things like Pinterest. And I don't know where it took me, but it took me to these outfits where I was like, whoa, crazy. Like I've never seen Princess Diana or Princess Diana in my mind doesn't dress like that. I started to look through and it became very evident to me that there was this 90s wardrobe, like post-breakup wardrobe, and then this pre-breakup wardrobe, which are two entirely different entities. At that point, I was like, oh, well, this is like a revenge kind of wardrobe. And I also knew where I was. Every time I went out, I wanted to look like hot, you know, like you kind of get a revenge body you kind of like 
you do think about it wherever you it's like it follows you wherever you go the threat of like possibly bumping into this ex so I was just sat at my desk one day super bored and I just decided to create the account and I created it purely like for myself as a joke followed like three of my closest friends and it just like literally blew up one day it was crazy because I was gonna ask like did it take off right away did it take a few months I remember I had like 200 followers for a few weeks and I was like oh cool I have 200 (laughs) followers like that's funny and just because when you start something with like no intention of it going anywhere or doing anything and I didn't even really post it to like my personal page it was kind of like my friends saying oh you should follow Eloise's account and then people like finding it somehow and then my friend Hannah she's like a really good friend of mine from London she worked for another magazine she was a writer there and she did um like they had these follow Friday articles so she did a follow Friday article and it literally blew up like the second it came out I was tutoring this girl to get into college and on some like English paper I kept looking down at my phone and I was like what the hell is going on on my phone it just didn't even occur to me it was the account and I looked and it had gone in like an hour it had gone from like 200 followers to 5,000 followers and I'm like oh whoa that's crazy and then so many nice messages so many sweet messages yeah and then that's kind of like how it started and then it just grew completely organically and how many followers are you at 105,000 do you think it had a lot to do with like the timing like at this point what you're was this 2018 I started it yeah 18 because I always wonder I'm like the accounts that just blow up overnight I always wonder what the secret to it is honestly I think word of mouth is a huge thing and like people sending it organic growth is like so amazing because you know I know that I have a super engaged audience because I think I never bought into it financially or like I really started it because I enjoyed doing it and it kind of like made me laugh I was feeling really bad and it kind of like lifted me up well I think two people love yeah. Diana like if you love yeah. Diana you yeah. really love her I obviously we were talking about earlier we all love fashion so that's naturally like where you're what you want to follow about her so that's why I originally found your account because I love oh, seeing so her nice. outfits you did start the hashtag F-U-C-C. we need to talk so, about that <laughs> it means fuck you Charles and Camilla and started it literally the first day I made the account. What's funny is like the bio has never changed. The pictures never changed. The hashtags never changed. I started it and I was like, this will never become a thing. Or it didn't even cross my mind. Like that's what, that wasn't where my head was at. And um, then I guess it did become a thing. People are like, whoa, you must really like hate Charles and Camilla. It's funny at the beginning, there were even a few kind of royalists who were like, this is really rude. Like you should take it down. Um, But for the most part, it's been people like loving it and so supportive because what people like might forget is it's not necessarily about them. Like the whole account is kind of representative of something so much bigger and something that every woman relates to. And everyone can relate to like a Charles or a Camilla, you know, I think everyone has some sort of story. The idea of kind of like growing as a woman, you have to go through these experiences to kind of grow out of them or grow out for looking for specific kinds of people. And the same applies to a job as well. It embodies so much more. It could be 
about a romantic relationship or like you said about a job. It doesn't have to be like just towards someone else. But I was reading that your intention with the account is obviously to celebrate Diana and her fashion sense, but then also to have it grow into something where people are showing you their Yeah, I have this other account just called Revenge Looks because you look at Nicole Kidman and if you actually really look at her outfits after Tom Cruise, they're 100% Revenge Looks. I've done it. You guys have probably done it. I think the thing about revenge for me, which I've always found really interesting is like, it's this thing where it's just got purely negative connotations or it has up until so recently, especially when it comes down to women. If a man like cheats on you and you kind of go mental and you lose it, which you would because that's fucked up, you'd be called like the psychotic woman or she's psycho or she's this. And it's really funny because when men do that or behave like in a certain way or say their girlfriend's cheating on them, for example, it would be like if he went and like beat up the guy or like if he did something kind of erratic or irrational, I don't think he would get the same amount of scorn. I just love this idea of like exploring the idea of women and revenge because you know it's something we all have vengeful instincts like no one is exempt from that. We all kind of have these moments where you kind of want to get your own back whatever that looks like. The point is it doesn't have to look psychotic, it doesn't have to look violent. I love the idea of expressing this base instinct we have in all of us through clothes like that to me was just so fascinating and it is something that we'll do and I just don't think it's been explored that much something as well to be celebrated when you have your quote-unquote revenge look showing your confidence like through expressing yourself and saying like I'm okay I'm gonna get through this I look amazing and I don't need someone to help me have this confidence it's not like that confidence just exists like the second you start kind of like thinking like that I think what is really interesting about it is it's kind of like it moves you from one place to another this instinct and it helps you build your confidence because you know it's like you fake it to make it sometimes it's a case of like I'm out of this relationship I'm gonna look after myself a bit more or I'm gonna do this for myself or I'm not gonna let this happen again it's self-care but like with this kind of a little twisted side of us that we don't all want to talk about and there's something to me that's really funny about that what is this so the tentative name actually the name's not finalized yet but um it's the tentative name is the lady die lookbook um it's about princess diana's outfits from the 80s to the 90s um and overall kind of my interpretation of what she was trying to say through her looks so we're gonna take it through kind of like the early i say we i i'm gonna take it through the early 80s it's really just picking the best of the best of her outfits because i feel like a lot of the previous books all kind of like they're a bit stuffy they're a bit too princessy even what I realized because I started my account with just her 90s looks because I thought oh they're the coolest and what I realized is there's so many good looks the whole way that I think kind of like show her personality shining through and stringing together a narrative um, of what I think she might have been going through or what I think she was trying to say and just making it sassy super stylish 
like it's going to be kind of a, hopefully a visual treat i'm i can't wait to I'm, read it so, it's going to be like the perfect oh. coffee table book too like you can just open it up what is your all-time favorite <laughs> princess diana look people Sorry ask me this all the time and um I change my mind all the time too, but I think one look I just will always love is there's a photo of her um, in the 80s. I think it's like maybe mid 80s and she's watching a game of polo and she's wearing carpenter jeans, a pink sweatshirt, a pie crust collar and a headscarf and pink converse. And it's just crazy because I feel like I could see someone in New York wearing that like on the Lower East Side or walking down the street wearing that and it just feels so fresh and I there's just something about it so timeless and I love it it's it's such a good look what's crazy is to see those styles coming full circle there's so many looks of hers and I'm like I just want to replicate that a lot of people assume I dress like Diana I'm like this super fan but I actually I definitely don't like <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I would say I feel I feel like I'm inspired by so many different people, but I take things from it. Like I love the sweatshirts. I love the pink, the pink sweatshirts specifically. I have an original Virgin Atlantic sweatshirt, which is like my pride and joy. I have a lot of like old polo Ralph Lauren. I feel like Diana probably would have liked her Marc Jacobs sweatshirts. I saw you posted, I think it was on just revenge looks because it was Kaya, but you posted um, the stay away from toxic people. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you just said Kaya because my mom's called Kaya. And I was like, I posted, wait, when did I post a picture of my mom? People say all the time to me, um, oh, if Diana was alive, what would she be wearing now? And I'd be like, she'd be wearing Magda. Ex Mark Jacobs, obviously. (laughs) I also see styled by Maeve. I forget Maeve's last Uh, name, but Hayley Bieber's stylist. Hayley always looks like Diana. I feel like that was maybe a recent style transition after the French Vogue shoot. Yeah, she looks amazing. Yeah, the she, shoot, yeah, yeah because now she's always in loose trousers, like looks Yeah, like I love the hat. The yeah, so it's so also cute. such a good LA look too. Me too. I'm like transitioning into that full yeah, trucker sure. hat. So to close out, where do you see yourself five years from now? I think what I've learned is that five years ago before, I wouldn't see myself here and I wouldn't have seen myself writing a book but I want to carry on writing I want to try writing fiction I feel like that's my next thing after the lady die book I don't know I think I'm just open to anything basically I'm like down for whatever as long as it's interesting to me and actually valuable to my time and enjoyable I think that I'm definitely done with jobs that I don't like being at I would love to be cross-continental and just like work in London and work in LA and work in New York and just write books but who knows so when is your book coming out it comes out, out in June 2022 that's the tentative date but I'll definitely um post when there's a firm date but yeah it's gonna come out around the time the Diana movie with Kristen Stewart my deadline's next month so for now I just have to finish writing it Wait, where can I listeners and um, so my you at? personal or my um, well, okay, so I have Lady Die Revenge Looks, which is obviously my Diana account. I have Revenge Looks, which is the general Revenge Looks account. And then my personal is Eloaz, E-L-O-W-A-Z, which was my teenage nickname from school. And it just stuck, I guess. <laughs> Thank you Thank so much you for coming yes. on. Thank, Thank you for having me. It's been so nice chatting. 
Thanks for listening to this episode. To keep up with what's happening on our podcast, follow Raw and Real NYC on Instagram. We post inspo and love showing you what's going on in our lives. Till next time, keep it real.